Hey, it's Ian Furness for Aurora LASIK and Dr. J. Rudd. For about 15 years, I have had to use reading glasses for everything, reading text, looking at my phone, script writing, whatever it was. I had to use reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange at Aurora LASIK with Dr. J. Rudd. It's life-changing. I wish I would have done this years ago. You can check it out as well. Go to auroralasik.com. That's auroralasik.com. Dr. J. Rudd and his staff are sensational. No more readers. Get your consultation scheduled today. That's auroralasik.com. To my fellow Hall of Famers, I am so honored to wear this gold jacket. I wear it with pride, and I promise to respect all it represents as long as I live. It's time to talk to Seahawk great and NFL Hall of Famer Walter Jones. Brought to you by the Dead Left Shrimp Foundation. Committed to supporting organizations that provide hope, care, and assistance to children and families of the Northwest. And Michael's Toyota of Bellevue, where the service department is open seven days a week. Michael's Toyota, where it's all about you. Now with Walter Jones, here's Ian and Puck. Ian and Puck. Well, he's back in studio after he took a trip down to, back home to Alabama for his, uh, his charitable work down there. And then last week, of course, Thursday was Thanksgiving, so we were off. Welcome back, Walter. Hey, Jones. thanks for having me back, man. Welcome it's, back. It's been you know great to be back to see yeah. you guys. Yeah, how was been it? Good, man. How was the trip? It was good, man. I had a chance to uh, you know get a chance to see family and 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 do the things that you know I always do this year. I I went back for my you know annual. Uh, Flag football tournament, so it, it turned out real good, man. Do you yeah. play in the flag football tournament? <laughs> I, I played the first two years, and I kind of like, okay, these guys are too, you know. It's kind of like when you <laughs> when you're playing with, it's more, it's very competitive. So yeah. it's kind of like once you know you, you you figure out the rules on how to play, it's kind of like okay, <laughs> these guys want to take me to, you know, they want to play. So it's kind of like you have to, you know, you have to kind of like say, well, I'm not out here to get hurt because you your competitiveness get into the game and then you have yeah. to say, well, let me step aside. Were there too many young like high school guys or I don't know. college these, guys these are, or are these are full grown adults? These yeah. are adult guys, man. These guys are, you know, they like a beer league. Yeah, exactly. They you know, they and and my, the one I do is more, you know, you can't touch and you have to put your hands behind your back when you pass that, you know. But in the in, in some leagues they have where you can kinda you know, you know, me, I'm more of a stab guy where I can put my hands on you. So that was kinda tough for me to do. To <laughs> like, the play, they give them an advantage on saying, Okay, oh, you beat me. No, you didn't really beat me, but you have to kinda like you kinda say, Well, I can't play the way I wanna play, so I kinda like sit on the sideline and watch. Do you play quarterback? If when you do play, do you play quarterback? No, I play um, you know, typical, you know, we don't lie, man. I uh it, 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 and honestly, you know that's the probably the best play. You know where the the, the center snapped the ball and you wait five seconds and you're right there. You're getting five. It's, you know because flag football is only what ten, five yards every first down or some ten yards every first down. So you can get first down. You can go down the field pretty quick. So you know, but these guys are pretty good. Though. So these you have about what fifteen teams or seven. So these guys are pretty good. So they come in. They look forward to to, to winning and, and playing. So it get very competitive. So. Pretty fine. Now, for the folks at home, uh, two things. One, 49451, you can text in, hey, Walt, your questions. We'll do that final segment. 49451, hey, Walt. You were stretching out when you are getting ready. Is, is radio getting strenuous for you? Is that what you're doing? No, you're no, stretching no. out? Is this, are you ready to come back? <laughs> What's going on? No, that, that intro is pretty good, man. I think that <laughs> intro definitely gets me going, man. It, 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 it sounds good. And every time I hear it, when I come here, man, it, it gets me going and, and ready to, to go on the radio. He, with he, was, he was a little upset at us. He's like, every time I walk into the studio, you, you guys leave. <laughs> I, uh, and well, it, Which is true. But I, I tried to explain, <laughs> you, kind of explain to him. It's because the, the first hour, like, you don't, we don't leave here. But, like, when it hits 1 o'clock, it's 
that's lunchtime. I, yeah. I go out, I, I get stuff. And get Walter some, comes get right some water, and use the restroom. And you know, we got to take Walt's care of business. Himself. I know, we just leave I it. Know. Sorry, Walt. Well, I, I, I be thinking y'all have me on like video like, let's see what Walt do when he's <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, there is video around here for a lot oh, of different man. reasons, but uh, mostly security. I think yeah. I think we're good in that regard. So Walter Jones with us in studio. All right, so since you've been gone uh, and, and since we last spoke, we've had a couple games to kind of digest. One good, one bad. Uh, obviously, they beat Philadelphia and then they lose to – the uh, they lose back in Tampa Bay, not good. And the Tampa Bay one was just a, a disaster on every level. I, we've kind of gone through the use the word clunker all week. Puck and I have, and I think you know I, a lot of guys have kind of said that. There's a 16 game season. You're wearing your Florida State shirt today, yes, representing your, your alma mater. Yeah. College football, you can't have one of those. I mean, you just can't, you can't have a clunker in college football. It's it's yeah. if you want to be a contender, you can't. In the NFL, 16 games, those things happen or not. No, uh, they definitely happen, and I think uh, you know sometimes the coaches use a trap game. I got a chance to you know watching the game, and you kind of felt that going into the game. I was uh, I was out with my son, so I, I had to you know I this is my I was going I went into uh, Buffalo Wild Wings to watch the game, and you know when I got into the game, it was like you know what within the first quarter, and they was already it was like I think it was seven zero already. So yeah. I was like, man. And, and I saw the offense for the first time, and I thought, like, man, this might be one of those trap games. And, you know, the coaches hate to say that, but you just feel like, you, know, you, you know, you look at the schedule, you're thinking, like, you know, you can check off games, and you think, oh, that's a win, that's a win. But then, you know, you get into, you know, the 11th game of the season. Now this game is this game becomes to be one of those tough games where the guys just don't come out and play. And it just, like, it just happens. It just They just don't come out and, 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 and do enough to, to help the team. I would assume that we probably should have expected this. I, I think that we were probably all a little bit naive to think, okay, they look good against New England. They look good against Philadelphia. All right, it's it's solved. They're, they're fine. But, you know, you take Britt out. But you also, it's not just Britt. I mean, it's, you know, Gary Gilliam still had his issues all year long. And, yeah. and he did, you know, they as a unit look good the past two weeks. But George Fan is still a basketball player learning to play football. That this was probably just going to happen. They weren't going to play. They weren't going to close out the season, I guess, Walter, just playing clean football. Uh, I think it, it it was like you say, it's bound to happen, and you know you you have to you have to t- uh, take your hat off to uh, to Tampa Bay. You know that's a pretty good defensive line, and 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 the stunts that the guys was running out there was pretty good. You know for for a veteran offensive line, they would have probably would have had a tough time. So you putting a, a young offensive line, you know, that was pretty tough for those guys, you know, yeah. just watching the game and the stunts there. You know, and, and the game got out of hand so quick. So, it, for a defense, that's what – a defensive line, that's what they want to be in a situation where they can pass rush and, and run their game. So, it kind of turns into that kind of How game. does the communication work on the stunts? Is is that pre-snap – well, I don't know – well, you, you just tell me. I don't know – you don't know if it's going to be a, a twist, to, you know, pre-snap, or maybe you do. But when it happens, is there – a tackle a guard? Do they call it out immediately, or you just you see it and you you go you, and you go with it? I think it's more. It's, uh, I think it's more pre snap, but oh, it is. Okay. I think it's more pre. You know, you you know the down and distant. You know, uh, I'm assuming they do the same thing when I was playing. You know, you you go through situations. You know, third and third and long, third and short. So you kind of know what defense is going to run in those situations. You know, if they're going to run a stunt, you have to prepare for the stunt. So you know, you thinking in your mind that the stunts are happening, but you still have to play football. So it's all about repetition. And it, and and still, again, it's something that these guys have to constantly keep working together. And you got to get a unit in there. So this is going to be 
what we're going to be talking about the whole season about the offensive line and, you know, they're coming together and, and, and making a run. So it's going to be the, the topic throughout well, the rest of the season. Well, Walter Jones in the studio with us. Was there a blueprint then that Tampa Bay put on tape that other teams maybe hadn't done as much of, whether it's stunning or what have you, to confuse? I mean, they had three rookies starting. A fourth guy had played one game last year in Glowinski, and, and the other guy was Sal for the most part, and he's coming off an injury, hadn't played the last three weeks. Is there something specifically that, that Tampa Bay did? Was it just the stunning? Was was it something they did, though, that other teams are going to look at and say, man, we could, because of the lack of repetitions of those young guys? I don't know. I, I think it's just, uh, you know, I think every team is want to do that. You know, I think with, you know, Russell, you try to say, how do you want to attack him? You, you see teams all the time say, okay, if we keep him in the box, he can beat you and let him throw sometimes. So it's almost like you don't know what to do. It was just the perfect storm. They had the, the perfect stunts on, and they did what they had to do was put pressure up the middle. And I think that offensive line knows that, you know, if we can keep guys solid in the middle and, 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 and let Russell know where the pressure is coming from, when you get that pressure right up the middle, it, it makes it tough for him to kind of – play the game that he wants. Nothing to play. you can do as a quarterback when it comes to the middle, is There's there? nothing really he can do, you know, especially with his size. You know, he's not going to, you know, some the, the bigger quarterback can stand in there and, and probably take that. But for Russell, I think it's more just, hey, keeping that clean for him. So if he want to step up and, and throw the ball, he can do that. And once, you know, once the team, once that line can keep that, that front, the, 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 the three guys can keep that, that, that pocket up front tight, you know, he can make passes and make plays. But once a team can – him do stunts and, and get in front of his face, it, it makes it difficult. Puck, I, I, and I wonder, because we talked about how kind of inaccurate he was that game. You know, I mean, he, he even mm-hmm. when it looked like maybe he maybe he had the little happy feet going because of what Walter's saying. Maybe that's one of the reasons yeah. that he just didn't, you know, he ran the ball well in the read option, but he just, he was not as accurate he, as he normally was or, or normally is. Like, usually he's a pretty accurate passer, you know, whether he's throwing on the run or moving around. It sounds like, Walt, what you're saying, and I can kind of picture that in your mind right now, he just felt too much in the middle. It just, I, it, it's just the way it is. I don't think he would, you know, as a player, you want to go out there and, and, and give your best and, and do your best. But sometimes the game, you know, they have they had a great, great game plan. You know, they had – that was a young offensive line that they had out there. You know, you put Sal at right tackle, hadn't been playing right tackle, you know what I'm saying? And I think with George Fanny, you know, you, you're in game four, of, you know, his, his playing professional football. So it's still kind of like, wow, that's still an amazing story. So you're kind of thinking like, you know – it's not overwhelming for him, but it's just hey, we these guys are still learning the game of football and still learn trying to figure out how to play together. And 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 as fans, we want to win now. Coaches, players, we want to win now. So there's no you're learning on the go. So it's kind of like you're learning this game. There's no you know you got to get it now. That's that's the way the league is now. You got to win now. So they got to go out there and 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 practice this week and be ready for the next team to try to do the same thing and 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 try to get pressure. And but you know this team does a great job uh, bouncing back pretty good so I think they'll be all right maybe 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 the Eagles and Patriots did and I don't, I don't remember but I, I would assume now if, if you see that on film wouldn't defenses then be doing a healthy dose of these twists if they couldn't pick it up and they hey it's Ian Furness for Aurora LASIK and Dr. J Rudd for about 15 years I have had to use reading glasses for everything reading text looking at my phone script writing whatever it was I had to use reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange at Aurora LASIK with Dr. J. Rudd. It's life-changing. I wish I would have done this years ago. You can check it out as well. Go to auroralasic.com. That's auroralasic.com. Dr. J. Rudd and his staff are sensational. No more readers. Get your consultation scheduled today. That's auroralasic.com. Couldn't execute it. 
Didn't seem like that really was hurting Fant that much. I mean, Fant just looked like he was just getting beat by Spence. Yeah, off the edge. There was nothing. He was he was going to the to the outside, getting beat to the outside, and and it was really didn't look like I don't know from my perspective, Walter. I don't know if you agree that he wasn't really getting beat with a stunt there. It was just one on one. I think it's just you know, and you always have to think if 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 a defense is good enough, you know, you put them in situations where them defense can can run that stuff that they want to run, and I think. Um, they was in a lot of third and long, so any yeah. good defense can 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 call up the stunts now because now they're in a situation where you know you got the pass, you got to throw a long pass, so it's a, it's just a longer drop. So it, it all depends on you know if this offense line can 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 put it together this week and and put them in better situations on third down. So I think it's more of not saying, okay, this is what defense is going to do to you. It doesn't yeah. matter. We can't put ourselves in situations where the defense can can do that stuff that can cause problems for the, for the whole offensive line and, and the whole unit too. So. Walter Jones with us in studio. Ian and Puck this afternoon is uh, his hour. He spends with us on Thursdays with the Hall of Famer. Fantastic to have him here. Uh, Detlef Shrimp Foundation, Michaels of Toyota, bringing you Walter Jones we had Bradley Sal in with us yesterday, Walter. He sat in with us and, and did a segment when we were at the VMAC. And we asked him about, I mean, it, it, we'll get to maybe Gilliam and Fant in a second. But let me, we'll, let's start with, with Sal for a second. He misses a few weeks, comes back, first time he's been active since being hurt in Arizona. And he comes back, and after three plays, he's going and playing right tackle. And he'll start at right tackle this week as well, is what Pete Carroll said yesterday. And when we talked to him, I thought it was interesting, Puck. He says, yeah, I feel a lot more... A lot of times guys will say, I just want to be in. Now, he did say, I just want to be in. But he also said, I feel a lot more comfortable mm. at left tackle than right tackle. Yeah. But I want to be in. What's the inherent difference? If they would have put Walter Jones at right tackle, how much of a transition would it have been for you? Uh, it would have been a, 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 a major transition for me because I pl- I, you know, you, I've been playing. If they, if, it, it depends on how long you've been playing the position. So I've, I've if I'd have been playing left tackle for five years and then they put me at right tackle, you know that'd have been tough for me to to go out there because most now nowadays you can play both sides. But when I came in the league, it was more you know you play weak side, strong side. So you was more going against pass rushes that was on that on that on the right side. So nowadays you got pass rushes on both sides. So now you can kind of that because guys are moving the tight ends around and everything like exactly that. Exactly, just tight ends. It's, yeah. it's just the way that you know when you was when you was a left tackle, you was a left tackle, and you was uh, you was accustomed to going to to speed rushes, guys that wasn't good against the run. Now that's you know that stuff is not the same. Now guys are pretty good against the run. You know they know they just can't be a pass rush specialist and pass rush. These guys have to be able to to stop the run now. So for a guy like him to say I can I just want to be in the game. These these guys feel pretty comfortable. And I think any team want a team where you can put guys anywhere and if somebody, you know, you're not you're not taking 10 offensive linemen. So you got to have a guy that's versatile, you know. And we had when I was playing we had guys that could play Multiple positions. Lockler went back and forth. When exactly. You Lockler play, could yeah. play, you know, Chris Gray could play multiple positions. So you just, you had to have those guys that can do that, that can play. And those and those guys understand that too going in that, hey, we got to be able to play left tackle, right tackle, guard. And those guys can was able to do that. You know, I couldn't do that. Did, did, did Lockler ever say what, what the challenges uh, were? I mean, I, I look at it and I'm, maybe I'm like other football fans. I'm like, it's just one side. You're going <laughs> from the left side to the right Turn side. Turn your hips right or left. I mean, right? is it. it I mean, I, I I don't know. Help help me, uh, uh, you know, uh, someone who's naive to it, understand w- what's so different about. It. Is it footwork? Are you just not, or is it more just a comfort thing? I think it's more of uh, just uh, 
controlling your weight, where your weight, you know, if you, you, you're playing left tackle, you, you used to have your weight inside. Now you got to shift weights. It's just, I think it's more just learning how to shift weight. Now you're so used to your, your left foot being back and that's where you're not having that much weight. Now when you go to right tackle, now you got to learn now to shift weight. It's just a, hmm. a, a, a situation of shifting weight. And, 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 and sometimes you think that's not, that's simple to do, but you know, you're shifting your weight from one foot to the, to, to one side of your body. So now you're learning to, okay, now, my strong leg used to be now my back. It's a lot of you know. It's a lot to it that that goes into it. And just like you know, the running backs, the receivers, everybody have their you know the quarterback have to on on this fifth throw. He got to throw it. If he don't, if it's all in rhythm and stuff. So you learn it. You're learning those techniques in practice. So now you you learning to 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 to, to balance with your right and left. And now you got to shift all that. And it just. You know, you have to get the reps in to try to figure it out. It's almost, it sounds like when you talk about a, like a running back, you bring up the running back. There are running backs that want to plant with one leg, right? Stick mm-hmm. it in the ground with one leg and go one, you mm-hmm. know, they, there's guys that want to stick left, go right, you know, that type of thing, stick right, go left, whatever it might be, that have a dominant side. Hell, in basketball, it's a little different because you're using a, a hand to dribble with, but there are guys that are right-handed that want to go left all the time, cross you over and go that way. Yeah, you know, sure. I mean, it, sure. it's, so it kind of feels like there's a comfort level and just on your – it's funny we always talk about like upper body strength and you know dominant hands you know right hand and left hand and things like that. This almost feels like it's your lower torso is what's the dominant side, exactly. and that probably comes over time. It, it comes over time. You know, I played the left. You know, playing the left tackle, your dominant side is your that. That's my strong side. That's where I was strong, felt strongest. So now you got to shift that. Now where you now got to make. My left, not my left, is my dominant. You're not dominant. You, you usually have that left tackle. If you're not playing right tackle, where you're being dominant with that left hand all the time. Is your left hand the one coming out when you're playing left tackle? When I'm playing often? left tackle, this is my, my right hand is my dominant hand, so that's more mm-hmm. dominant. So you're planning, and you're you, that's where you protecting. You're protecting your inside. So now you ah, got okay. to shift that weight to try. You know, it just you got to learn it. If, if you, if like you said, if you want to be in the game, you have to. If you versatile, to, I don't know if I wasn't, but you know, when I came in the game, I was a left tackle. That's what I. Focus on being a left tackle, so I never had that. You know, I was never say, "Hey, go to right tackle." But kind of different know. though, too, isn't mm-hmm. now because you've got a quarterbacks. There are some guys where that that side, that blind side, is still enormous, right? Like yeah. it's still a big deal. Yeah. The two quarterbacks this weekend with Newton and Russell, that may not be the case if they want to move around the pocket. The pocket yeah. moves right. It's a little. Yeah. It, all due respect to the guy that you played, you know, in front of for a while, number eight, you no know, Hasselbeck. Yeah. May not be as mobile as some of those guys, right? So that that was probably a more important thing on that left side too, as opposed to what these guys I think, have. I think so too. And and now with the, the pass rushers, they they can play both sides. You know, when you know back when I was playing or before I playing, you know, you usually you had your your dominant pass rusher on the left side and coming on the blind side. Now you got these guys that can rush on the you would say the strong side, mostly where the tight end is that those guys are learning how to the pass rush and now. You know, it's I don't know if it's even a blind side anymore because you know I see a lot of guys. You know, they say if the quarterback can see the guy, they won't get sacked. But I see a lot of quarterbacks. You know, don't it's not even aware that you know that that pass rush is is coming on them sometimes because that that move is so quick and the quarterback's not even thinking that those guys can get there. So you know, it's just a matter of you know you're just going out there and and blocking those guys and and if he can do it, you know, I take my hat off to him because you know I don't think. I could have did it, you know. If, if, if I guess if the situation was put there, I probably would have said, hey, "Okay, this is my job." But you know, I came in as a left tackle, so and I was blessed to be able to play one position. So that was what I had to do. Well, I mean, it's interesting because I think if you look at name recognition, you would say Charles Johnson is is you know the 
is their 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 best rushing defensive end, right? But he lines up on the other side, so he'll be going up against Sowell. Whereas the on the on the other guy, just looking at their depth chart quickly, if it if it hasn't been updated or changed, Wes Horton, I believe, will be the one that would be going up against um, George Fan. I don't think Horton on this season even has a sack. Mm, yeah. So I mean, it, you know, I don't. I mean, when I look at Carolina, I'd be like, if I when I see the name Charles Johnson, I go, up oh, there he is. That's their best guy. But he'll be now. They may move him. Their around best guys are the two guys in the middle. Yeah, right. Which is, which is actually that's a bad thing because as Walter said, I guess right a minute ago, that was where some of the problems came last week, right? And, and I think that's what they'll work on this week. You know, uh, securing that inside and keeping it. You know, hey, if you give him a yeah. pocket, you know, Russell can see things happening and, and make plays. But if you if you put pressure up that middle, that kind of makes it tough. There's no option to to to, to make any plays. So I think this week, and you, like you say, is it a blueprint? No, but you 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 got to let the guys know. Okay, this is kind of where things was breaking down during a game and, and, and stuff like the sacks and getting physically beat, you know, that stuff can be fixed and you can work on that stuff during the week. But, you know, stunts are the stuff that they have to work on this week and be prepared for that stuff to happen this week. All right, we'll come back in a second. Don't forget, it's uh, it's your chance coming up at 145 today to ask Walter Jones any question, any question you want. Any question. Let's football, go. non-football, whatever. It's always a fun segment with us. Uh, we'll probably put it on Facebook Live again as well today. So send your texts in, your questions. Hey, Walt. I use that. Uh, just, hey, Walt to 49451. Hey, Walt, 49451. We'll do it. When we come back, let's let's talk about the struggles of uh, of our tackles here. It's uh, Fant did not have a good game. And Gary Gilliam's the big head scratcher. We're going to get Walt's thoughts on that. Here's a guy they thought was going to be a left tackle, moved him to right tackle, and now they moved him all the way to the sideline and basically took his helmet away and said, if we need you, we'll let you know. But in the meantime, just kind of hang out here. We'll talk about that with big Walter Jones next. Now back to Walter Jones with Ian and Puck, brought to you by the Dead Left Shrimp Foundation and Michael's Toyota of Bellevue on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. All right, welcome back, Andy and Puck. Walter Jones, brought to you by Detlef Shrimp Foundation and Michael's Toyota of Bellevue. Next segment, in about 15 minutes, we'll take your questions for Walter Jones. Hey, Walt, 49451. It's Hey, Walt at 49451. We've spent a lot of time this year talking about the young guys. Uh, Two young guys out there playing tackle. Uh, One no longer out there because Bradley Sowell's Who's what is he? Puck. He's twenty eight. He's the elder statesman. I think is he twenty eight years old. He's a five year vet. I mean that's yeah. that's the old guy. Yeah, he's the old he's the old one on the beat. <laughs> he's the grizzled veteran out there playing right tackle. Gary Gilliam has been jettisoned to the bench, Walter, and and they had targeted him to play left tackle. Uh, he even came on our show. We talked to him in the spring. He said he had Tom Cable said he's. Hey, it's Ian Furness for my good friend, Dr. Jay Rudd at Aurora LASIK and AuroraLASIK.com. No more readers. How about that? For about 15 years, I've used reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange. I can tell you for a fact it's a life-changing and also something I wish I would have done years ago. You need to check it out as well. Go to AuroraLASIK.com. That's AuroraLASIK.com. Dr. Jay Rudd. He is absolutely sensational. Get your consultation scheduled. That's AuroraLasik.com for your refractive lens exchange. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He's got me playing left tackle. He's watching the film. 
few days into training camp, they move him from left to right. They basically have him as a right tackle until three plays into this game against Tampa Bay, and they apparently had just seen enough. They put Sal in there. He finished the game. Uh, Gilliam kind of put his helmet in the back of the bench, didn't even have it on most of the game after that. I mean, he was maybe behind Odiabo uh, as far as the depth chart for the rest of the way was concerned. Why? I mean, you look at this guy, long, athletic, kind of what you would want, maybe not the most powerful guy in the world, but it feels like he's got a lot of the tools. What's missing there from him? I don't know, man. It's tough, you know, for them to even make that decision that, you know, it had to, you know, you watch the film, you know, you can't, it's been a tough season for him, but you just say, well, you know, it's, it's, everybody's still learning. So you say, man, to, to, to put him out, with three with three snaps in the game, that's kind of out tough. to pasture, man. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> it's like he's out to you pasture. You know, it, for them to make that decision, you know, usually if you if you you're not going with this guy, you're going to make that decision before the game starts. So I'm assuming he was pretty mad about the, you know making that decision uh, or waiting to the last minute to tell him hey, we're going to put Sal in. You know, and still they still trying to to get a unit that they feel comfortable with. You know, this late in the season, you still you still don't feel comfortable with the unit that you have in there. So that's kind of. Like I said earlier, that's going to be the conversation or, or the conversation throughout, you know, just trying to find a unit that you feel comfortable enough. And we're in a, you know, we're still in a good situation to still kind of, you know, move some parts around and say, okay, this is the guy. You know, hopefully Sal can go in with a complete game this week and, 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 and show that he can play right tackle. So, you know, I think Gilliam have to, you know, have to be a, a team player and kind of say, okay, let me go out and, and practice and try to see can I get my spot back, you know, if that's what he want to do. I, we were talking about this earlier, but you know when you have the offensive line coach coming out in what week are we in now? Thirteen. Uh, Thirteen, right? Yeah. And it, when he comes out and says, you know, we you got to play with more of an attitude. You got to be physical. You got to be stronger. You've got to be nastier. I mean, and that, he's talking about Gilliam. I I don't. I mean, can you? Can you get that in the final few weeks of the season, Walter? I mean, I, I would think that you would already have that. I think so too, I, but I, I, you know, I think it's more of just trying to, to you, you have to put at, at some point you have to put the owners on the offensive line and and say, hey, you know, hey, you, you don't go out, you know, for 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 a coach to go in the media to say that that's 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 a telltale sign what's going on. So, but still and again, I think in a closed doors, I think you have to put the owners on the offensive line that hey, we have to play better and they have to get together and say, hey, we got to play better. You know, they. You understand where the 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 the, the I want to say weak link at, but that's where everybody can kind of watch the game and kind of see where we're not playing our best football at, and that's with the offensive line. So the 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 younger guys, maybe one of the younger guys, have to step up and say, "Hey, man, we got to take owners and and come out and, and play better and and take that leadership." I mean, this is a, I think a damning quote. I mean, Cable's talking about Gilliam, some comments, a follow up comments when he made in October that they want more physicality out of him. And he said, quote, I think this game at this level, to play in the line of scrimmage at this level, it has to be part of your makeup. I mean, I, Is that his fatal flaw? Well, Is if it just, it's not part of his makeup, then what's what's the future for Gary Gilliam at, oh, with man. the Seattle Seahawks? <laughs> That's a tough one, man. For, for the can coach, you teach for, toughness? Uh, you can teach it, but you still, like you say, you have to be you, – you have to understand your role at playing offensive line. You have to have some – and I'm not saying he don't, he's not tough. You know, you, to play at this level, you yeah. have to be physical enough to go out there and, 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 and you have to fit, you know, he have played, what, 11 games. So he's definitely, you know, physical enough and got the talent to, to play at this level. He's just not, you know, I guess he's not, you know, 
he's not get, he's not doing what the coaches ask him to do, or he, they're not getting what they want out of going into this late in the season. I just yeah, I that's that's such a that's a tough one. It, it is, and I, I guess that's that's I guess the question that that is his fatal flaw. Maybe it's just it's it's you have guys that'll fight you to the bitter end that that have like a, a a mean or a nasty streak, and it feels like with Gary, there's there's two things. It's He's not the most powerful guy, but he's so athletic, so long. I mean, those arms, the yeah. length that he has, the feet, you know, as a tight end in college. Yet, if he just doesn't have the – give him like 1% of what Jermaine Effetti has. Yeah. Who isn't probably as physically gifted outside of strength, but is just a mean son of a gun. And at some point, you probably feel like he's going to get it. Yeah. Uh, it just feels like that's – I don't know if you can get to that point. You know, uh, it's a tough. Call. Maybe that's what Cable's trying to do. Challenge him. And, and, and I think know? that's sometimes that you have to do that sometimes to say, okay, this is what everybody is talking about, and you still all, all you got to do. All you, I can tell him and say, man, continually keep working. And if the coach is, is is saying that stuff about you, you have to prove him wrong. That's his job to say, well, I know I'm physical. I know I can play this game. So you just have to go out there and 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 show them that I can be physical and 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 still and again you have to take the criticism too and 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 play the game and try your best to 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 to, to prove the coach wrong. You know? Well the, the the joke amongst the media that covers the team with Gilliam is it is that he has the biggest rabbit ears on the team. And he <laughs> hears and sees everything that is said about him by fans and media alike. I mean mm. he'll block guys, he'll he'll try to fire back at guys and all of that. Mm. I mean he's very I guess the word would be sensitive to, to, to criticism yeah. coming from those that don't play the game, fan or media, and and that's why maybe it is a cable thing where he just says, "Hey, you know what? You, you just at at some point I'm going to challenge you, you know." And I've well, you know, you coach your son, you know, yeah. and have coached your son, um, and, and I always kind of look at it like like big guys these days. Big guys these days sometimes aren't as mean. They're, they're not allowed to be mean. Yeah. You know, you're not allowed to be a tough kid. If you're a big kid, you know, as a school and things have changed, which is probably a good thing in the bigger picture. But when it comes to football, sometimes the big guy has to be pushed a little bit. Sometimes you have to be pushed. And I think it's, it, it can go one or two ways. You know, you, say, you can ask if this is it for Gillum in Seattle or or you can say, you know, is he going to take this and, 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 and go with it? And it's OK. I know, you know, that this is what the coach is saying. And now everybody is watching that for you now when you get out there on the football field. So now you have to try to say, OK. I want to play this game. I want to stay in this game. You know, and like I said earlier, for for me, you know, being an offensive lineman, you know, you have to try to still and again, you still have to try to encourage them and st- let them know that you believe in them. So, you know, you just hopefully that it goes in the right direction that you hopefully they go. It doesn't, you know, spill over into something that might, you know, affect this team. So hopefully that they can figure it out and and things can can get better for him and for the whole team. Could be a small byproduct of. You're taking a guy who's a tight end, you're trying to convert him to be a, a tackle to be mean and nasty. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I'm not saying that tight ends can't be mean and nasty. There are plenty of them, but mm-hmm. and his forte is to run routes and catch passes. Yeah, it's just it's I I think with I think with you look at the makeup of the rest of those guys and I mean Justin Britt was a state wrestling champion, was a just a badass of a dude. You know Joey Hunt is undersized. I mean, he, he's. It looks like he's about five eight out there, and and you know, two hundred and sixty pounds. He's bigger than that. But I mean, Joey Hunt looks small, but he's obviously a tenacious son of a gun. Yeah. Glowinski's a tough guy. Like he just Glowinski is playing because he just wants it more. I mean, that's and he's not the. He's kind of. I look at Glowinski in a sense. That's like that's that's Chris Gray with a beard. Yeah. Like he he doesn't say much, doesn't do much, 
but you just kind of feel like you, you know what you're going to get. You know, yeah. you know what you're going to get with him every week, right? Yeah. Uh, Afedi is a mean, nasty son of a bee. I mean, that's what he is, and and there's probably some talent there. That's why he was a first round pick. Sal gets what he can out of his size. He's six eight, six seven, six eight. He's a big dude, but then you've got the guy that should be your best player in the sense. Physically, but he just doesn't quite have it. I, I thought, so- yeah, I agree. I thought Softy asked one of the best questions yesterday to start off the show. It was a because I know how I wanted to answer it, but then I felt dirty for answering it the way I did. Is is close your eyes and can can you picture this group, this offensive line, starting in the Super Bowl? Hmm. Yeah, I can. Well, I is it can? God, yeah. I just which which one, Sal or or uh, Gilliam? Well, let's just Does say let's just say the unit. I mean, you, you know, you put Britt in there. Okay, if you put, can put, you see them starting in the Super Bowl? Are they? I, yes, yes, I can see it. I, I, it, it, and all you go on is, uh, you know, it's still you, you still have that moment in the game where you're thinking like, man, this team can be good. This team can, be, you know, you still take the last game and that's the game that everybody, but. You can, you man. This team still can. You know, you 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 got one of the top quarterbacks in the game, and I think still and again, you got some some receivers that definitely can make plays for you. So I think if you give Russell time to you know make plays, and anything can happen once you get in the playoffs. So I'm thinking that this team is still one of the fearful teams in this league, even though you know you everybody might be thinking that this offensive line can't get the job done. But still and again, I don't. I think Seattle is still one of the toughest team that you know everybody is looking at saying we don't want to beat that team in the playoffs and they're I mean they're they're starting offensive line the last Super Bowl was Okun, Carpenter, Unger, Sweezy and Britt now Unger obviously a hell of a player right Sweezy, Britt on your right side I mean that was that's no world beaters I mean we know Britt's a pretty good center but obviously at right tackle he wasn't much Russell Okun and James Carpenter are Probably just guys, right? I mean, I, I would take that line right now a thousand times over this line <laughs> right now. Oh man, that's what you know. If, but you have to factor that in. Where, why that's a little unfair is because you had a different running back back there yep. who made them look better than they really were. Well, that's why I that think guy's we, gone. Yeah. Well, I think that's why you say that offensive line. If you tell me the offensive line is going to be Britt at center, Glowinski and Effetti, and I, I still think at some point you would have to think Sal Gilliam left and right would be better. That's a, that's it's not good. They had they were good for a couple of games. They were last week was just a disaster. I, I don't know. I, I mean, think you can say this. See if I if I if I answered the, the the question you posed yesterday. If I closed my eyes, no, that's not a championship caliber offensive line to me. They they may get there. It won't be because of their offensive line. They'll no. get there because their defense just is plays lights out. Yeah. They've given themselves enough of a cushion. They have the number two seed, all that. Their quarterback is getting healthier. Uh, but I think ultimately what you could see happen, if they get knocked out of the playoffs, I think that the the Monday after, you know, I definitely can see the the you know the the chatter being, well, God, I mean, the offensive line got dominated again. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If we, have we ever? I mean, just kind of looking back, I mean, even with that line, did we ever feel great about that offensive line in the last four or five years? It seems like there's always been a complaint about it. You know, yeah. but maybe it's been smaller pieces. You know, Sweezy was a complaint, or you know, it it, it just wow. hell. I'd take Bowie Bowie Bailey right now, maybe. I guess. Uh, I think it's more just being good. You know, this team has been good for the last couple of years, so you have to take that into consideration. Like, you know, you never you, you 
you take your draft picks and you know you you like you said you're trying to transform defensive guys into offensive linemen and, and now you're saying okay now if this really going to work and this is what you know you're saying that we're going you know I think uh the George French story is great you know if that's going to be something you know that's that's something that you're not going to be able to see for another two or three years if this guy's going to be uh, uh uh you know he's a starting left tackle in the in the NFL so well, you kind of like well you know what's you know you know yeah, I, there I lies the rub because the window starts to shrink <laughs> I just yeah. it's, you know, to me it's all about 24 uh, we got we've got to come back we'll take your questions at 49451 hey Walt 49451 your chance to talk to Walter Jones via the text next now back to Walter Jones with Ian and Puck brought to you by the Deadlift Shrimp Foundation and Michael's Toyota of Bellevue on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR all right, we've got a few minutes here to answer your questions at 49451. Uh, this one jumps out from the 360. Hey, Walden, 40. I played sports all my life. Competition drives me. Age makes it hard and it slows me. Doesn't all of us. Uh, after retirement, what did you do to exercise and maybe more importantly, find competition? Do you miss that at all? Uh, competition? I don't know if it's competition. I think I, you know, I, think I miss more of the, the, the locker room, being mm-hmm. in with the guys and just getting ready for the game. But the actual – you know, people ask me that all the time. I think I miss it for a second. You know, you get – I think you get a tingle, you know, when the game is getting close and you're thinking like, man, I remember playing in those moments. But, you know, I played a long time, so I don't miss the competition. You know, I, I enjoy with my kids now playing with them and kind of, you know, getting competitive with my son and stuff and, and my daughter and stuff and just trying to like – I know the tricks of the trades when we playing basketball or, or doing stuff on, 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 on the practice field and stuff. So I think that's about enough competition I need. Isn't it weird? I, I think every player says the same thing in, in any sport. What do, you, what do you miss the most? Do you miss the competition? Do you miss playing Sundays or, you know, for a basketball player during the week? It's all mm-hmm. the same. I miss the, being in the locker room, miss the plane, miss the bus trips. And I think you can say that for any, like, if you play professional sports, collegiate, high school, I think when you're done playing high school, I think that's what you miss the most. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think I think it's – Especially the competition part of it, you went through such a high level. You play at Florida State, premier program in the country, ACC, into the NFL. You probably got your fair share of competition. Exactly. And just like he said, like I think during the week is when you get to know the guys. You know, you're hanging out. You're, you're, you're with them more than you, you're with your actual family. So they're like your family. So you're getting to know those guys. You're kind of knowing who you can talk to and who you can joke with and what you can get away with. So I think that's the stuff that you really miss. And I think – but any guy, you always can be sitting back and think about something that happened in the locker room that, you know, that can bring a smile to your face or, you know, just that's the stuff that you kind of miss when you're done playing. There's a there's a penalty question on here okay. on, on the on the Murrow line, but I'm going to ask you. Okay. And I don't know if this is right, but I'm just going to go with it. Do you know how many holding penalties you had in your NFL career? <laughs> I, I, I heard a couple of numbers, man. So I I don't from when I when I was when I got in the Hall of Fame, it was at. Nine holding calls. So, yeah, that's what they said. Nine. Nine. Yep. Nine. Yeah. It's. it's <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I tell people all the time. I saw. You know, I had. You know, doesn't I, Gilliam have nine this year? You know, and then I not was, accepted. <laughs> nine. You know, baseball players, especially pitchers, can remember like every pitch they've ever thrown. Yeah. I think it's one of the most remarkable things I've ever, I've ever, I've ever witnessed with a baseball player. And golfers are the same way. They can get done with a round of golf, and they can tell you, well, God, you know, on that third hole, I had this, you know, 
four iron from you know 225 yards out and blah blah. Yeah. I'm like, how do you remember all that stuff? And but then they, they can recall stuff from 10 years ago. Can you remember each one of those holding calls? I mean, I only had I nine. Can, I don't know if I can remember <laughs> the nine holding calls, but you know, I I joke with my son the other day. He you know he always messed with me with that you know because I think they got nine holding and, and 23 sacks and we was and he was he was he was looking up some uh, they was um. I think Houseback had did some on ESPN where they was doing for Bruce Smith and they were mm-hmm. showing him beating me and stuff and and I you know my son was kind of like giving me a hard time and I told you know for me I had to say hey there's only 23 of those out there so yes you know, you know, so I kind of have to come back with that like hey uh, you know you don't want to give up sacks but in terms of ex- only 23 out of 12 years so that's only 23 of them. in terms of accepted penalties Bradley <laughs> Sala has four holds this year that have been accepted four. Uh, Gilliam two oh wow good uh, job Gary Britt two. Fant has Fan has two no Fan has one hold two clips and two false starts. Mm. Do you get the, the the second part of the question the guy asked at four nine four five one? Do you think you get the benefit of the doubt by being Walter? Jones? I think so. I think once you you once your name get out there, you know, I it's think, a Michael Jordan factor. I think it's more yeah. you know it's all depend. You know, refs are pretty. You know, I don't I don't know how the refs are now, but refs are pretty good at kind of giving you a warning before they. You know, I didn't I had many times that I had a ref say, "Hey, seventy-one, if you if you don't get your hands down or you get your hands, you know, you got to get your hands back inside." But I think you know, as a as a player, you don't want that to happen. So if a ref warning you, "Hey, you got to get your hands inside," you know, most of the time that's what happens. So sometimes these guys, you know, and I watch the game now. A lot of times these guys are are holding and they're all outside the the shoulder yeah. pass holding. So. They can call it every snap. So. You were just a little smarter about it. <laughs> Try to be a little smart, man. You know, but, you know, I think it was, you know, you, the benefit of the doubt. You know, I think sometimes they see it and don't say nothing. You know, that's part of, you know, getting your respect in the game, I guess. We have a request. Hey, Walt, can you lock up Cable in the VMAC closet and take over as offensive line coach? Oh, man. I, you know. Would you want to coach? Oh, man. Yeah, I, I keep, you know, I keep getting those questions asked about it. You know, I, I, I talk to George all the time and, you know, just I think it's. George Fant? George Fant all you the time. You give him like pointers? I try to, you know, I try nice. I try not to give him that much. I just try to, you know, kind of tell him, you know, he's still learning the game, still trying to figure out how the game. Yeah. So anytime you can talk to those guys. And, and for me personally, I try to be a player. And how would I accept someone coming and trying to tell me, you know, would they accept me as a coach? You know, and a lot of times players say, well, I can, I, I'd rather hear from a guy that have played the game. So for me, I can definitely, you know, give you, help you out. I can't tell you how to go out there and block that guy, but I can tell you, you know, you know what this guy want to do to you or uh, try to tell you how to get better at doing that. So, you know, it, it, it might happen. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not. Is it hard for great players, though, to verbalize or illustrate what to do? To another player who who obviously is not is not great or I guess you call him an average player uh, because I it just seems Came like easier for you than it like was how do him. you because yeah. I can see your your reaction will be oh, I just I kind of go out and just do this and they're like well I, I can't do that well but, I, I think like more... Jordan was never a good you know uh, I can't remember if Jordan was a coach but like Magic Johnson wasn't a good coach or like Larry Bird's the only one in basketball that was ever to make be able to make the transition of being a great basketball player to being a very good coach. Yeah, because it's hard for the great players to really, you know, tell someone else how to do something. I think it's more like if you want, you know, right now I don't, I don't have that desire to want to yeah. do that. So I think it's more of having a desire to want to coach. And I think if I was to put that work in and say, okay, I want to coach kids and make kids great, I think I could take an offensive lineman. If you give me a say, take this offensive lineman. This guy, it got all the 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 makeup to be a great offensive lineman. I think I can take a guy and make him 
because I know the game enough to know I probably mm-hmm. can take a guy and make him a, a, a decent offensive lineman in this league. So I know that because I know if that person – only thing you got to find out what the, what the type of heart that this guy got, so you can yep. take that and you can learn him techniques and ways how to to play the game and 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 be successful in this game. Yeah, I mean, Magic was a bad coach, you know. I mean, you go. You know, Isaiah Thomas just yeah. was. It, 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 it's weird because I always feel like in Gretzky was a horrible coach. Yeah, you see it more yeah. probably in basketball. Yeah, but where you don't see a ton of football really. No. Um, where where guys who are really superstars, they they just can't make that transition to no. to coaching. I think it's the ones that who were. Maybe bench players or reserves can always kind of um, be better at coaching, illustrating what they want to do. I don't know. Maybe that's better sitting on the bench and they can see. I the think game it's more of a, a situation where you have to have a a a, 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 a period or like a you say, hey, you you got to give me a a, a a a period four or five years. I think it can't happen. I think if I was oh the Seahawks were to pick me and say okay, well we want you to come in and coach, people are going to expect success right now. So I think it's more just. Mm-hmm. Do you want to deal with that part of it? You know, that's going to take some time to say, okay, unless you get some great players. But, you know, with this team, you got to say, okay, I got to take what's out there and try to make them a great team. And I right. think that's what Coach Cable is doing now is taking what he has to try to make a great offensive line. It's time-wise goes too fast. Walter, we'll yeah. see you in a week's time, though, next uh, Thursday. Yes, yes. All right, uh, that's Walter Jones. You, uh, We will come back. Coming up next, it is our weekly fantasy football segment, 49451 for your questions, or get on the line right now, fantasy football with Brandon Funston, 286-9595-800-829-0950, Funston returns next. Hey, it's Ian Furness for my good friend, Dr. J. Rudd at Aurora LASIK and AuroraLASIK.com. No more readers. How about that? For about 15 years, I've used reading glasses, but no more. I had refractive lens exchange. I can tell you for a fact it's a life-changing and also something I wish I would have done years ago. You need to check it out as well. Go to AuroraLASIK.com. That's AuroraLASIK.com. Dr. J. Rudd. He is absolutely sensational. Get your consultation scheduled. That's AuroraLASIK.com for your refractive lens exchange.